The 46th president of the United States, Joe Biden. We just realized I should have had a mask on and then ripped it off as we started the show because that would have been as bananas absurd as what you just saw from the elderly man pretending to be president. And of course, that was last week's appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel comedy program. Uh, and Biden, you know, he puts on the mask just to pretend to take it off and blah, it's all nonsense. I'm Dave Rubin, this is The Rubin Report. It is Monday. June 13th, 2022. Happy birthday to my buddy, Ari, who I've been sparring with on the basketball court and over video games and politically for about 40 years now. Uh, we are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV, of course. And uh, we're gonna shift direction a little bit today because something happened last week that I actually did not cover because I wanted to wait to find out a little bit uh, more information. And then we now have some more information. So we thought, okay, we can give this thing uh, a deep dive, but there was an assassination attempt on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's life. Uh, fortunately, it was an attempt and not a successful attempt, uh, but the media sort of shenanigans around it, either not talking about it or confusing the issues about it or sort of excusing it, uh, I think gives you some real insight and not only to where the media is at at the moment, but where the Democrats are at at the moment. And then there's been some pushback. I sense that the young people are getting red-pilled and real fast. So that's what we're gonna be doing today. Quick reminder, everybody, I will be at the Miami Improv on July 14th. You can get tickets at daverubin.com slash events. There are also VIP seats available if you'd like to give me the one second hug. And that will be the last show on the big tour. The tour is over. The last show was actually in Orlando with Ron DeSantis uh, about a week ago, but we decided to just ask, add one more in my adopted hometown of Miami. Uh, before we get to the rest of it, I wanna to talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a lot of responsibility, and you need an agent who can take that seriously. That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to an agent, before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one, they only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their teams make the intro and then follow you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you wanna go. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to their preferred agent in your town. And now back to me. Okay, so this was a serious event. And as I said, I did not want to just jump in and cover it without having a little bit more info. We have a little bit more info now, uh, but there was an assassination attempt on the life of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Fox did play some of the audio from the 911 call. All right, breaking right now, we have just received the 911 call from the man charged with attempted murder against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The call is from Wednesday morning when 26-year-old Nicholas Roski spills the details of his plan to a dispatcher. 
And he said you came from California. Do you know someone down here? Brett Kavanaugh. You said red, like the color? Brett. Rex. The Supreme Court Justice. Okay. And you came alone? Correct. Okay. And what were you uh, coming to do? Just to hurt yourself and him, or what was going to happen? Correct. Okay. So there you have it, laid out pretty cleanly. The kid, in essence, who was going to do this, saying exactly what he was going to do on tape. Now, you may not have heard about this. I'm guessing, actually, if uh, you watch mainstream media, although then what are you doing here watching this? But if you know someone that watches mainstream media, they may not have heard about this thing because mainstream media is basically ignoring it. And my favorite slow motion conservative, that's what I'm going to call him for now on, slow motion conservative, Bill Maher, he actually did cover it this past Friday. And one of the things that Bill Maher uh, does quite well is basically two years after everything that conservatives have been saying, he usually says it when it's safe to do so. And then everyone applauds him as the last sane liberal. Okay, you know my feelings on that. Uh, But he actually took the New York Times to task uh, for not covering it. Point is, I think your point, and I, the point I would agree with is, the New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like if a this tiny had thing been below a, the fold. If this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would, have been on the, it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they, if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, fuck it, and we bury it. All right. Credit where credit is due. Yes, that's right. The New York Times sucks. The New York Times lies about everything. The New York Times covers certain things if it helps the liberal agenda and doesn't cover certain things if it helps the conservative agenda. The New York Times is propaganda. The New York Times is all in for the Democrats, which are the same people that Bill Maher supports. So this is not an attack on Bill Maher. This is my usual Bill. Hey, if I had a red pill in my hand, I would throw it at the screen right now. Let's get some red jelly beans around here and start doing that, okay? Uh, So I will give Bill credit for that. Uh, I wonder if he will sort of grab the sort of holistic version of this, which is that the entire machine is doing exactly what he's talking about and that he's sort of part of it. But if you want proof on how the media covers or does not cover certain things, here's a tweet from Steve Guest. And this is about what the Sunday shows did related to this Brett Kavanaugh assassination attempt. How the Sunday shows covered the attempted assassination of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh uh, via TBIs. Numbers of mentions of Kavanaugh, ABC's This Week, this is their big Sunday show, zero. NBC's Meet the Press, this is their big Sunday show, zero. CBS's Face the Nation, zero. CNN's State of the Union, zero. Fox News, Sunday, they did cover it. Um, So you see what's going on there, and I know you guys get it. This gets to the sort of split in the worlds that we live in. You, if you pay attention to certain media, you know actually what's going on. You know that there was a violent threat, potentially a legitimate violent threat admitted by the guy who was going to do it against a Brett, against the Supreme Court justice. Uh, And if you watch certain things, you don't even know that that happened. You also may not realize that there are plenty of Democrats who have been threatening this sort of thing for a long time. We always get the meme that the Republicans are mean and the Republicans are always threatening democracy and the far right and the alt right and blah, blah, blah. But actually there is an awful lot of video evidence and we've got the videotape. Good work there today, Connor. 
of here's, uh, well, we just had to pick one today. We, well, we got a couple, but we'll start with this one. Here's Chuck Schumer threatening Kavanaugh. They're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. You have released the whirlwind, Gorsuch. You have released the whirlwind, Kavanaugh, and you will pay the price. Now, I'm not saying that's a direct call to violence. They, they dance around things in a certain way. They use words in a way that you can't quite tell. But we do know that if that had been Ted Cruz or Rand Paul saying something like that about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, of course, everyone would be saying this is an insurrection. They are calling for violence et cetera, et cetera. We do know about the guy who was a huge Bernie supporter who shot up the congressional softball game and nearly killed Steve Scalise uh, amongst, uh, you know, shooting a bunch of other people over there and everything else. Okay. Uh, you also might remember Lori Lightfoot. And I, we should put it, we, we should have a, just a general scare warning. I know we have our nonsense warning. We should have a scare warning when we're going to show something to Lori Lightfoot. Remember this one from Lori Lightfoot? This is about two weeks ago. To my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Now, call to arms seems like that means pick up your arms and do something about it. That actually would be a violation of the law because you're not allowed to violently threaten people as it seems that she is doing. Now, again, if Trump did that, impeach. Ted Cruz does that, bad guy. Democrats do it, they're somehow good guys. Here's Lori Lightfoot defending her uh, call to arms. Will you recall, rescind your violent tweet to uh, call to arms? No, let, yes it, let, no. It, let him, let him talk. The more will he talks, you, the more stupid he sounds. Please continue. Will you rescind your call to arms tweet in the light of the mass shooting in downtown Chicago? So, as stupid as you think that may be. Somehow, the the call to arms, the call to action that I issued in the context of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and basically turn back the clock 50 years time where women are not going to be able to be in control of their, of their bodies. No, sir, I will, not, I will not stand down. I will not retreat because women in this country are not going to stand for some unelected body to tell us that we don't have the right to control the circumstances and the way in which we uh, produce our children. All right, clown ridiculous people applauding for her. Um, she completely misses the point there, which is that she uh, specifically said call to arms. That is, those are her specific words, but uh, 50 years of rights, okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we. Pulled up the numbers from this past weekend. She is the mayor of Chicago. 10 people were shot dead in Chicago this past weekend. 62 were shot. 62 were shot. Generally, when you're shooting somebody, you're trying to kill them. So uh, those are 62 counts of attempted murder. You will not hear about that on CNN, obviously. You will not hear about that on NBC or anywhere else. In almost every case, it's a black man shooting another black man. I don't really care about the races of any of these things, but again, they only cover certain things and not others. 10 people killed in Chicago this past weekend. Uh, but it's not just that they instigate this stuff with their words that get as close as possible to direct threats. So you have Lightfoot, call to arms, you have uh, Kavanaugh, or we have Chuck Schumer, you know, get in their faces, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's Nancy Pelosi just in the last couple days completely dismissing the threat 
the very obvious and real threat that Kavanaugh was under. Madam Speaker, how can you say that the justices are protected when there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life? You said the justices are protected, but there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life. But this is about security for the justices. An armed man showed up near Justice Kavanaugh's house to try to. We're working together on a bill that the Senate will be able to approve of because that's what we can pass. Whatever we want, we wanted to be able to pass the Senate. So I don't know what you're talking about because we haven't seen what the debate is, and not debate, but what the language is. There will be a bill, but nobody is in danger over the weekend because of our not having a bill. Okay, I know the audio was a little low there. So the key line is the justices are protected. Nobody is in danger. Now we know that there have been protests outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house for a couple of weeks after the Roe v. Wade leak. Uh, we know that plenty of Democrats, Maxine Waters, you guys have seen those videos, get in their faces, give them no peace, all of those things. But a guy who literally is saying he was there to harm the uh, justice of the Supreme Court uh, and then harm himself, uh, he admitted it on tape, like we all get that, and she's completely dismissing it. Well, Congress then actually tried to do something. They tried to actually pass uh, basically an emergency bill to up the security. Nancy Pelosi killed it. That's what this press conference there was in reference to. She killed it, and of course, uh, one of her, uh, well, I was gonna say good friends, but I don't think they really like each other. AOC was very happy about killing that as well. Now, I wake up this morning and I start to hear murmurs that there's going to be an attempt to pass the Supreme Court Supplemental Protection Bill. The day after gun safety legislation for schools and kids and people uh, uh, is stalled. Oh, so we can pass protections for us and, and here easily, right? But we can't pass protections for everyday people? I think not. Just the dismissive way and the condescending way and the smug way that she talks and the camera angles and all of those things. It's just, all right, it's just awful. But okay, so there's some debate. We can have some honest debate about gun safety legislation. You know my feelings on it, that more laws are not gonna solve this. We have a much deeper problem than more laws and all that. The reason I showed you that video though was because if you really understand the way AOC thinks, what she's saying is, she's not saying that we shouldn't pass this Supreme Court uh, this defense of Supreme Court justices, that there's not more we can do. We can have this supplemental bill to make sure that they're safe. She's not saying we shouldn't do that. She's saying, because I didn't get what I want, we are not going to ensure the safety of the Supreme Court justices. Think how profoundly evil that is. But it goes right to the heart of everything that progressives are. It goes certainly right to the heart of everything that AOC is. She, if she does not get what she wants, she wants to see the world burn or Supreme Court justices get threatened or potentially even murdered. That seems fairly obvious. I don't think that's an overstep. If I don't get what I want, I did not get the bill that I want. So, Because she's not saying that the bill about the Supreme Court justices and their defense, she's not saying it's no good. She's just saying, I'm not gonna do it because I didn't get what I want. Well, we've got more from AOC and I apologize in advance, but this is actually super interesting. She went on CNN this weekend and uh, Dana Bash, love that name, Dana Bash. Because watching CNN, it's like, being bashed in the head, uh, Dana Bash asked her if she was gonna support Biden in 2024. 
I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should okay. endorse when we get to it. But I, I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And, um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. Man, one of the people that like examines body language and everything would have a field day with that. The way she's shaking her no as she's saying yes, where she laughs, all of those things. But there's a few interesting things about what happens right there. Now, first off, remember when when they handed Biden, when they made all the backdoor deals and they handed Biden the nomination, which is exactly what they did, right? Let's not pretend that it was anything other than that. They All the competition dropped out on Super Tuesday. They promised gay Pete a job. They, they did all of those things, right? We, it's just obvious. The machine wanted Biden. He was the, the easiest one that they could let in. Okay, so be it. Uh, but when they did that, what the mainstream media and what, what most of my somewhat sane liberal friends or what most centrists said was Biden would not be the crazy leftist. That was the whole idea of the Biden campaign. He's not the socialist lunatic Bernie. He's not a woke crazy person. He's an old Democrat and things will get back to old Democrat ways. It'll be sort of like a Bill Clinton kind of thing. You know, he's just Joe Biden. He's sort of nothing, but it's nothing's better than the socialists. Well, Biden has governed like a far left lunatic. Now, obviously Biden is not in charge. Who's in charge? I'm not quite sure. I'm pretty sure it was Barack Obama in the Easter Bunny outfit a couple weeks ago. Uh, but he has governed as a woke leftist. He has tried to destroy the economy, inflation, gas prices, disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan. We can go through all of the things, right? You know all of the things. Try to buy a couch, see what happens. I tried to literally, I tried to buy a stool yesterday, uh, an outdoor stool for a bar, and I bought it, uh, the same exact stool that I was buying, uh, that I bought last year was uh, $79. It's now $139. That tells you everything. Anyway, the Biden thing's a disaster, but what AOC is saying there is really what she's saying, the subtext is, even though he's given us everything we want, basically, yes, he didn't get rid of uh, you know, college, he didn't blow away college uh, loans and all that kind of thing, but he's pretty much done everything as a crazy leftist, but he's not good enough for us. And I guarantee you, mark my words right now, one of you, write this down, but Dave Rubin said it, the thing that comes after Biden in the Democrat party is going to be so much worse because in some ways he was the last line of, of, he was the last line of relative sanity with these people. It hasn't acted as sanity, but it was the last moment that the Democrats would pretend to be sane. The next thing that comes after him, which will be pushed in by AOC when she stabs Biden in the back and, all, and they get rid of, you know, even though Pelosi's bananas leftist now and Schumer, these people who weren't their whole careers, like completely insane, when they stab all of them, then they will finally burst forth and be what they are. Remember, they pretended to be Democrat socialists for years. They don't even say that anymore. They say that they are socialists now. There is a major socialist movement in this country and they have plenty of blue check Twitter accounts on our capitalist Twitter. Um, but 
it's interesting because she's basically saying it. She's saying in a weird way what we know to be true, which is that they're going to destroy Biden. I don't even know that Biden is gonna make it, right? I mean, they should have 25th Amendmented him already. The guy cognitively obviously is not there. We all know all of these things. And now let's shift to what Biden is doing because he knows he's sort of on borrowed time, but every now and again, he has to pre pretend that he's really, he's really tough. So first off, uh, he did not say anything about the Brett Kavanaugh situation. He's been questioned many times by the media. They, you know, they usually, they just rush the media out. Um, but he did not say anything about it at all. Here's a generic one from Biden, just about what he wants to do to his uh, political opponents. You know, I have to admit to you, a lot of us elected officials have been in office for a while. Every once in a while, something you learn makes you viscerally angry. Like if you had the person in front of you, you'd want to pop them. No, I really mean it. Oh, no, I really mean it. I'd want to pop them. Now that's interesting considering all the gun violence we've had for a while, pop them. Now he was going like this, so I think he meant punch him, uh, but uh, he wants to punch his political opponents or maybe pop them. That's what Joe Biden wants to do. And no, I really mean it. No, I really mean it. It's not one of the usual nonsensical things that I say. I really want to punch or shoot these people. Uh, that's Joe Biden. Uh, but he basically spent his weekend covering his butt for all of the bad stuff that we see out there. Inflation, gas, supply chain, all of the rest of it. Uh, Jackie Katowitz on uh, Twitter uh, had some interesting info on what's going on with the economy right now. Inflation just hit a new 40-year high. The overall CPI is up 8.6% since last year. Gas is up almost 49%. Fuel, 106 percent, meat, poultry, and fish, 13%, milk, 16%, eggs, 32%, coffee, 15%, used cars, 16%, airline fare, 38%, real average hourly earnings down 3%. So the thing is a freaking disaster. And I would argue this is the greatest gift that he could hand AOC because by governing so uh, completely incompetently, uh, it will fuel their base to say, oh, see, we had sort of this not fully woke progressive, this old guy, and he had something to do with Obama and whatever, but look, he wrecked everything, so we need someone even more radical and someone even more into socialism and someone more into big government. So she is going to stab you, Joe. I'm not here to do you any favors, but if any of your people are watching this, the progressives are coming to destroy you, fool. Um, now, uh, there's more from Joe's trip to LA. That, that video we just showed you, that was in Los Angeles, the dystopian nightmare where I used to live of Los Angeles. I will put $5 in the jar to kick somebody out of Florida and send them to California. That's the new plan with this money. Uh, they asked Biden what he's doing about uh, all of these problems, and you're not gonna be believe it, but he found somebody else to blame. Well, he's labor from forehead to the tip of his toes. He used to run the laborers out for the union. Look, folks, um, Today I'd like to speak about my top economic priority, fighting inflation. I understand Americans are anxious, and they're anxious for good reason. I was raised in a household when the price of gasoline rose precipitously. It was the discussion at the table. It made a difference when food prices went up. But we've never seen anything like Putin's tax on both food and gas. All right, so first, usually, you know, you get the rambling, right? You just get the blah, 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 blah. What's he saying? You don't really know. And then, of course, it has nothing to do with printing all of the money. It has nothing to do with all of their bad economic policies. This is 
Putin's price hike. Now let's pretend for a second that there's some legitimacy to that, that there is this war between Russia and Ukraine, and that because of the resources and the oil and all of those things, that we live in this global world now, and when wars break out, especially with a big country that has a lot of resources like Russia, that it can affect the economies of other countries. Let's say that's roughly true, because there's obviously some truth to that. Isn't it the job of the presidents and the prime ministers of the other countries to figure out how to compensate for that? Like if one guy, if, if Putin can invade Ukraine and know that he can disrupt the entire world economy, wouldn't it be your job as the president of another country, say the United States of America, to have some firewalls in place, to have some policies perhaps in place that would stop uh, our economy from tanking during that? I think that's what it would be, but that's not exactly what he's doing here. Uh, also, he's just sort of incoherently saying that ExxonMobil is marking up their prices for profit. I don't know that that's even true, but also I wouldn't, I don't blame oil companies for making money. I don't blame anyone for, for making money. Uh, maybe, you, I guess there's some level of some argument. Okay, maybe they're making too much money right now or something like that. I'm not even sure that that's actually a legit argument. But again, that, that's not why the economy is tanking. It's tanking because you guys are borrowing like crazy people, you're spending like crazy people, and you're printing money like crazy people. That's really the problem. It isn't just that when uh, Putin goes into Ukraine that Exxon is like, now we'll stick it to the people. Like that's just not how it works. They're making money. Exxon's making money because their stock is going up. But okay, let's move on. Uh, here is, uh, we're gonna keep me on the screen for this one. Uh, here's Biden with some more wizardry. Exxon's profits, are you gonna, are you gonna go after them? Uh, we're gonna make sure that everybody knows Exxon's profits. Why don't you tell them what Exxon's profits were this year, this quarter? Exxon made more money than God this year. Wow. God better get a new accountant. Exxon made more money than God. Good God, this man's an idiot. This man is an absolute idiot. Well, what else did he do this past weekend? He spent some time with the evil dictator of the North, Justin Trudeau, and uh, well, look at this. Thank you. Well, thank you all very much. Mr. President, are you disappointed in the boycott? Mr. President, are you disappointed in the boycott? Thank you, thank you, get out of here. Joe Biden has dementia. He has old person syndrome. He doesn't know what he's doing. We can't let him answer questions. And Justin Trudeau's an evil freak. Okay, you gotta go, you gotta go. And then they just sit there. I mean, we could have played more of that. It's just so uncomfortable. And the, the aides yelling, get out of the room, no questions. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Press was only even allowed in the room for four minutes. Uh, but. I don't wanna just make this about Joe Biden because Justin Trudeau, you know my feelings about Justin Trudeau. And as Jordan Peterson says, Justin Trudeau fundamentally cannot say anything true. He is the worst sort of authoritarian. I wear a nice suit, I have a nice haircut. Oh, look at my pink socks. I love the LGBTQ LMNOB people who will gladly use the government to take you out. And if you don't believe me, listen to this zinger. And there are debates, and we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there's lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you 
try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection. No, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style, you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through through the uh, you know the, the usual more right-wing communications channels yeah i would like to say as a leader of the right-wing communications channels thank god for the constitution of the united states thank god for the bill of rights thank god for the second amendment thank god for all of the people who proudly defend it thank god for those ideas that are still percolating to our North. So the average Canadian can realize that that guy wants all the guns and wants to be able to make sure you can't protest or shut down your bank account or everything else. But how insane, you can't use a gun for self-protection. You can't, according to him in Canada, you can't. So someone can break into your house and maybe you have a gun there because you hunt elk or deer up in Canada, right? You can't use that gun to defend yourself. The state should only have guns. That's the way he wants it. But now, because you know I like to bring these things around and give you some hope, there is something happening. Because it's not just AOC that is turning on Biden. Youth culture is turning on Biden and the Democrats and and Trudeau and all these things. Young people are waking up, which of course is always why the threat of censorship just sits there. Because the more people wake up, the more they have to clamp down on people who are thinking freely, who are thinking things through for themselves, who are, you know, flickering that, that light, the neurons are firing again, they're swallowing that red pill. So you know this Jake Paul guy, he's got 20 million subs on YouTube. He's got 4.3 million followers on Twitter. He's huge for the young people. I'm not exactly sure what he does. He does like prank videos and he occasionally fights people or something. He's big. The point is it doesn't matter whether I know anything about the guy or not. He's big with the kids. Well, he tweeted this out just in the last day or two. Biden accomplishments, highest gas prices, worst inflation, plummeting crypto prices, highest rent prices ever, created new incomprehensible language. (laughs) If you're reading this and voted for Biden and you still don't regret it, then you are the American problem. That got 122.5 thousand likes, okay? Uh, This is big. It doesn't matter if you watching this know this guy or not. He's big within young people. The fact that young people are now waking up to this insanity, realizing that things were pretty good under Trump. They were damn good under Trump. Uh, he, this is the point. This guy was, he was a Holly, he was like a Disney actor, right? Is that where, that's what started this guy? Like something is actually happening here, but what are they going to have to do? Now, you know where I'm going with this. When people start waking up, what do they have to do? They have to censor you or there's the other option that they have, which is scare the flying bejesus out of you. And what might the GOP do or not do with their newly claimed power? So the January 6th uh, commission would cease to exist. Uh, the findings will be completely suppressed and will not be admitted into any fur- further uh, investigations while the GOP uh, will be in power. Uh, they would, impre- um, they would um, impeach President Biden um, as quickly as possible, and they will continue to, continue to find ways uh, to impeach him going forward. It would also embolden uh, Republicans and the far right and white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that it is their time to not just take power in the House, 
but the Senate, the White House, and state houses across the country. And we got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. You see what they're going to do? They're telling you what they're going to do. And when people tell you what they're going to do, when people tell you what they really think, you should believe them. So they're prepping their own audience because they're going, if we can't censor everybody and we are going to get crushed in the midterms, which is what it looks like, we better get everyone as fearful as possible because the white nationalists might launch a civil war. Ah! It's such crazy nonsense. By the way, that guy... That guy, he's a, he's a New York congressman. That's not just one of their generic, like, MSNBC contributor lunatics. He's a New York congressman. And if the Republicans retake Congress, they're going to impeach Biden. Well, they might. And he probably should be impeached because he doesn't have the mental capacity to be president. You guys also ran two fake impeachments. But that white nationalists are coming. They're coming and the civil war is here. And again, guys, that's why I always say, what do we do with these people? We can't turn these people around. I can't turn around the truly uh, Kool-Aid drunk people of MSNBC, but we can separate from them. And I don't mean that in a violent civil war. I mean that from build new things and let them, let them have some stuff and let them destroy themselves and we'll go on and live better lives. Uh, we got a cold close for you in just a moment. Oh, and at noon today, I will be live for the hour on the Megyn Kelly show on Sirius XM, and then it's released as a podcast on the YouTube later. Uh, today is Monday, which means it is Meme Monday over at the Ruben Report Locals community. Here's the meme that I put up today. Companies on June 1st, you know, I'm something of a homosexual myself. And of course, that's from Spider-Man 2, the first time around, guys, for the record. Michael was a little confused. There's been 87 Spider-Mans. That was Spider-Man 2 with the original Dr. Octopus. Okay, there you go. A couple comments from the locals community. Nuclear Patrick says, Putin tax is the new Russia hoax. Yes, absolutely. Well said. Uh, it is. Remember, we had four years of Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia installed the president. Russia's running the bots, blah, blah, blah. Now everything that goes on, it's still Russia's fault. It's still Russia's fault. Such drivel. Kathy D says, inflation will be the reason for the red wave. Yeah, I mean, maybe more than anything else, inflation will do it. I think you can make an argument that the critical race theory stuff and the gender stuff in schools, once they started really, really going after the children, that that woke up a lot of sort of apolitical people, right? So there's, there's the general political people who see inflation go up and they realize, oh, that is connected to the policies of these dingbats. And then those people might change their vote, right? You're the, sort of this like nominal average Democrat and you're like, boy, you know, actually putting aside everything else, um, things were better a couple of years ago, so this is bad. That's one type of person that can move. But I think the real person that's going to move is the person who was just sending their kid to school and, you know, now their son is a girl and the rest of the drivel nonsense. Fat Dog Creatives says, at least Mar is seeing it any day now. I think he'll wake up. Yeah, look, again, all of my criticisms of Mar, even when they're a bit uh, intense, are... They're, they're measured in that I want him to get there. I want him to see that when now, right now, Bill Maher, you finally, maybe for the first time on your show, said that the New York Times is propaganda. Well, it's like, okay, we've been saying it for 10 years, right? And by the way, there were people before us that were saying it long before that. So it's like, either get there or 
we do have to call you out, which is just like, oh, you're just a slow motion conservative, right? We should do a, a segment on the show called Double Take with Bill Maher. And we'll just do things that he said two years ago where he was getting Democrats elected. And then two years later, he does the double take and he's like, oh, see? And it's like, oh, but you're just repeating all that conservative, crazy conservative stuff. Uh, guys, as always, uh, you can join us and play along at rubenreport.locals.com. By the way, we will be releasing, we're gonna discuss it after, uh, we will be releasing my full stand-up set from the final show, the show in Orlando. Uh, it's about 40 minutes of stand-up, completely unedited. Uh, I think you will see that comedy actually is back. It's just not coming from uh, the political side of the aisle that the mainstream media has taught you. We will be releasing the full thing on Locals. Uh, every annual subscriber to the rubenreport.locals.com community will get it, whether you're a subscriber now or a new subscriber. I'll have some more info on that soon. Uh, my full interview with... Uh, Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is up on YouTube and Rumble, and of course, it's been up on Locals already. And finally, we got a funny cold close for you. Happy Monday, and I'll see you tomorrow. President Biden continues to campaign for more economic chaos. Meanwhile, I don't know about where you live, Jesse, but uh, in, in my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just run <laughs> everywhere. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.